I'm Bob McKenzie. It's my brother, Doc. Good day, all you hosers. Opens now. And welcome inside the Keto Vault. What's up, man? It's me, Ross. Uh, quality time today with Neil Fallon from the band Clutch. He's the lead singer and writes most of the songs for the band. And it's a band that I love. And that that's, makes the interview more difficult. I mean, interviews are difficult regardless because you never know what's going to happen. I mean, even if you're super prepared, you don't know what direction the conversation could go. Uh, you could land someone on a bad day or, and then suddenly you're just getting yes and no's. And that becomes frustrating and it kind of unravels from there. There's other times where it just turns into just a great conversation. You feel like you're just sitting with someone, uh, you know, just shooting shit. And the only thing that makes interviews more difficult is when you're a fan of, of the, the person or persons you get to interview. So if it's like, you know, someone you're really into, it, it's hard to stay focused because I'm, I'm, at least for me, because I'm constantly thinking, oh my God, I'm talking to whoever, you know, Neil Fallon, oh my God. Neil, that's all I'm thinking. I get lost. I was like, oh my God, what did he just say? <laughs> I was I was lost in myself. I remember that was extremely difficult. One of my first big interviews was David Lee Roth. And I was just so excited, so terrified, because as a kid, that was that was it. Um and then he didn't make any sense. So it made it a little bit easier. That do we have that? I think that is up for grabs in a previous episode. Or is that some I get confused with the stuff we lost? In the legendary computer crash and what stuff we saved. I think I got that David Lee Roth as a previous post. Um, regardless here, when you get to talk to uh, your favorites, it is difficult. But Neil was a great guy. I remember that much. Now, I do also know this entire interview never aired fully because the audio, there's some choppy stuff kind of mid to the end. And so we had to clip it into just some sound bites, unfortunately. I do remember discussing his ties to Pueblo, Colorado, because when I first started working here, I would get calls every once in a while when I was doing weekends and, and overnights, and they'd be like, hey, what's up, man? We're in Pueblo. We're play, uh, we're partying with the guys from Clutch, man. Can you play some Clutch? It's like, wait, there's no way that someone's partying with Clutch. You know, it's like you know, either an imposter or they're lying to try to trick me to come to their party. And I remember in this interview, we get clarity on on the fact, yeah, he's in Pueblo all the time. Married a Pueblo girl. I remember after this interview, I was like, oh, I was so bummed. I was like, oh, man, I wish I had gone to that party. But, uh, yeah, who'd have thought, you know, hey, the lead singer for Clutch is in Pueblo. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So, as I said, I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, it was Elephant Riders, which was 1998 released. And that third album from the band was the first time I got ears on them. I was like, what is this? And that tracked me back to their self-titled album from 95, Clutch. Clutch, which is one of my favorites still to this day. And you go on. I mean, they're all great. Jam Room, Pure Rock Fury, Blast Tyrant. That might be my overall favorite, 2004's Blast Tyrant. Uh, Robot Hive Exodus also. Man, that's up there. too. It's so hard. Uh, From Beale Street to Oblivion, Strange Cousins from the West is also solid. Man, they just had boom after boom after boom. Earth Rocker, uh, Psychic Warfare is the album... Uh, Neil's going to be talking about it in this interview, I believe, because this was early 2015. Uh, he came on to, originally just to promote the upcoming show. They just announced the tour with Mastodon, and that Mastodon Clutch show was going to be the kickoff show at Red Rocks for the summer. Uh, the show went down on May 3rd, 2015. Um, then, of course, since then, let's see, we've had two more. Um, Book of Bad Decisions, which hit just before the pandemic in 2018. 
and the uh, post-pandemic release Sunrise on Slaughter Beach. And it is truly uh, an excellent collection of music. If you never turn yourself on to Clutch, do so. One of my favorites. But, you know, underrated, but most of my favorite bands are, man, outside of Tool. Uh, most of my favorite bands are just kind of kind of low liars, but I don't mind. I don't mind at all. Hell, if I, if I was the only guy in the world to like Clutch, I wouldn't have a problem with that, man. I'd be, I'd be president of their fan club. So, let's see what we got. Uh, revisiting time with Neil Fallon of Clutch fame here inside the Keto Vault. Hello? Hey, it's Neil there. Speaking. Neil, what's up, man? It's Ross over at Kilo. Hey, good morning, Ross. Good morning. How you doing, buddy? I'm well. How are you? Very well. Where are you, uh, where are you at this morning? I'm actually in Denver. Are you really? Yeah, I've got, I was visiting uh, my in-laws down in Pueblo, and now we're visiting some friends up here in town. So it's your in-laws in Pueblo. See, I've been working here a long time. Um, like tw- I just celebrated my 20 years here, and I remember when I was working here, when I was doing nights, overnights and stuff, I'd get calls from like Pueblo parties saying, yeah, man, this guy from Clutch is hanging out with his party, and I knew you were married to a Pueblo girl then. Is that right? Yeah, this is true. Oh, I didn't know it was you, Neil. How cool is that? So you are you know the area very well then, huh? I, I Yeah, I like to think so. I, I used to live in Denver, but I hardly recognize a lot of the stuff these days. <laughs> it's crazy blowing up, huh? Yeah, it's wild. Any chance you're going to wind up living out here one day? Um. We we think about it. I've kind of had it with the East Coast rat race. <laughs> <laughs> well, with your beard, you'd blend in very well, Neil. Yeah, I, I did notice that too. I need to get a handlebar mustache too. Yeah. Hold on a second here. All right, I'm doing an interview, Boston. Okay, cool. Sorry, someone someone busted in. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I had no idea it was you. I was always like, I always told people they were full of shit too. Like, like no way that Clutch is partying in Pueblo. Don't lie to me. And then and then uh, had learned. That, <laughs> how did you find out? Uh, How'd you wind up with a Pueblo girl? Well, she was living, actually, it's funny, she was living out in San Diego, and we were on tour with Sepultura, and we did a show down in Tijuana, and she and her girlfriend came to our show in Tijuana. That was in 1994. And uh, so I get to tell people that I met my wife in Tijuana. <laughs> That's great. That screams out romantic. Yeah, very romantic, very classy. Well, uh, reading up here, uh, when you're not banishing your five-year-old son for claiming the new Willy Wonka is better than the original, uh, you're rocking with your little rock band known as Clutch, and you've been doing it for 20-plus years now. We'll see you with uh, Mastodon at Red Rocks, which is the must-see show of the year on May 3rd. Uh, it's really a pleasure to talk to you, Neil. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Hey, thank you. And I remember the first time I heard you guys, like I said, I was a young man just starting out here in radio, and and it came across uh, Elephant Riders, and I heard the, the bass group. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Uh, that helped me turn turn me on to like Fu Manchu and Caius and and really Neil. You and your band changed my life. I'm so glad I found you guys. Well, well, thank you. That's very flattering. And uh, anyone else who has no idea who Clutch is, shame on you for not knowing. Um, <laughs> let's start. Let's start as most good stories do at the beginning. 24 years ago, um, any idea you, you'd still be doing this? And, and I mean, you guys talk about consistent sound. Um, and more so, consistent lineup. There's, I don't think there's any other band that's been around as long as you guys with the same guys that, that started the party, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, when I think about it, that it's been 24 years, it's, it's a bit disconcerting because it certainly hasn't felt like 24. <laughs> I'm, I'm there uh, too, man. It's just like a blink of the eye and suddenly it's, you're here, huh? Yeah, and I guess that's a, that's a good thing. Um, and 
to be able to do it with four buddies, you know, that I met in high school is, is pretty astonishing. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we never really discussed about you know, what kind of band we were going to be or we weren't going to be. We just kind of went with our guts and threw it over the fence to see where it landed, and we've just been doing it that way ever since. And, and since you mentioned the time going by so fast, this is still a blast for you, huh? It is. I mean, I have to, actually, the older I get and the longer I do this, the more I appreciate it because um, to be able to do something that you love and do something creative, make a living doing it is a, is a wonderful thing. And it's a very rare thing. I mean, I got lots of friends whose bands can't get out of the garage and I get to do this 24 seven. And it's a, it's a great, great thing. Mm, it is a great thing. What are you doing in your downtime? You guys have had a little bit of time off. I know you got a, you got a kid, you got a family. Uh, what's, what's your passion? You like music movies or video games? What's your thing? Um, well, I, I like playing music. I mean, I listen to a lot of mellow stuff when I'm at home cause I'm around, you know, loud music all the time. <laughs> um, and I, I find that usually inspiration, either lyrically or musically usually comes when I'm doing something that's completely unrelated, like planted tomatoes or, or pulling weeds, you know, <laughs> and, uh, that's kind of, kind of what I do. Where's the, uh, what's the, the weirdest place you've been inspired? Do you have something that stands out? Um, well, you know, a lot of inspiration comes, you know, when I sit down in my basement with a six pack of beer, it, I never write anything. I just end up drinking a six pack of beer. <laughs> <laughs> but if you know, I'm, I'm in the shower at a red light, usually not usually that's often when a lot of ideas kind of fall from the sky mm-hmm. and, um, the subconscious has a, a strange way of working, I think. <laughs> um, and then, uh, I saw some of the pictures. I mean, you guys are very, very, uh, big into the Instagram, both the band and yourself. Uh, picture of it looks like an old barn. You have it called the the year eighteen thirty two. Is the name of the, the recording studio? No, that was just me being sarcastic. <laughs> it's <laughs> a, a machine who who did Earth Rocker. We recorded that in New Jersey, and then he relocated to Texas, and uh, we followed him out there to record this record. So it was about an hour outside of Austin and uh, in Texas, and recorded it out there, and it was wonderful. Um, a lot of studios don't have windows. A lot of studios are kind of very uh, cell-like, but this had a wide-open barn, and it was it was a great experience. Yeah, the views look just unbelievable. Like, it got to be a great place to record some music, or at least to, to feel that yeah. what you need to feel. You know, you can you know, when you're not recording, you can you know start bonfires and shoot them. It's very <laughs> relaxing. <laughs> See, that's what makes Clutch so great, everyone. Bonfires and firearms. That's the kind of band we're dealing with here. And then a, a game of chess every once in a while as well. It's it's uh, it's quite we'd a like, project. We'd like to keep keep it sophisticated, you know. <laughs> keep the highbrow levels every once in a while. Um well all right, let's let's talk uh talk the uh, tour. You're on, on tour, what you're about a week a week away from the first gig. Is that yeah. right? Damn. Yeah, I need to start taking it seriously. <laughs> yeah. Think about what the pack. You blink, it'll be here tomorrow, my friend. It will. So, uh, obviously, you guys have toured uh, forever. You've done pretty much every gig ever. Have you ever done Red Rocks before? We did Red Rocks, oh, probably 10 or 15 years ago. Um, and we played early on uh, during a, a radio festival, I think Offspring Headline. Okay. And um, it was uh, it was great. Uh, and we haven't been back since. But I've seen shows there, uh, quite a few, because we used to live out here in Denver. Uh-huh. And... Um, I know what it's really probably the best sounding outdoor venue in that I've ever encountered, and uh, it's a joy to play on as well. So it's not just fans. I was wondering if there's any any special preparation for a band who plays Red Rocks. It's it's important to you too when you when you get a cool venue like that, or is it just not just another night then? 
It is no, it's it's a very special place. Um, a lot of outdoor shows are kind of anticlimactic because the, the acoustics go into the atmosphere too quickly. Uh-huh. Um, whereas you know a nightclub, it's very condensed, and we're used to nightclubs and theaters. But uh, Red Rocks, the way the geology is, it's just a giant bass cannon, and you can really feel that on stage. And uh, it's a, and and not not only that, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. You almost see as a, as a on the other side of things, you almost see the music flow off that stage. It, it's, it's it is a really special spiritual place for sure. How do you uh, yeah? How do you guys pick with the co-headlining tour with Mastodon? How do you guys pick who uh, who closes each night? Is it like a coin flip or is it a knife fight before the show? What? Yeah, it's a, it's a t- test of will. It's like um, it's like a, you have a Thunderdome cage behind <laughs> behind the stage. Yeah, we hold we hold a we hold a, a flame underneath our open palms. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, really, it's they're closing most shows. Um, we're, we're closing some other shows. It really was the decisions of local promoters. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it, it's billed as a headlining tour, but someone's got to finish. And <laughs> it doesn't bother me to play first because that just means I get to, you know, relax earlier on in the evening. Yeah. And I'll probably be singing with Mastodon every night because I sing on one, one of their songs, uh, Blood and Thunder. So, really? Uh, yeah, on uh, on Leviathan, and uh, we've known those guys for years and years, and we're and we're, and we're very good friends. That is awesome. Yeah, they're a great band. I mean, when I first I had this show come down, I was like, "This is the one not to miss." Two great bands at a very special place. I mean, I think your guys' music is more, uh, I don't know, contoured for Red Rocks. You know, you get that Earth feeling that uh, almost like we're playing on another planet. You know, it's 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 gonna be a night, Neil. <laughs> it's gonna be a night, man. I'll buy that. <laughs> One way or another. <laughs> All right, now here's the uh, here's here's the blow your mind kind of question. Neil, are you ready for this one? Um, you right? Blow my mind. Yes, go ahead. You find a rip in the time continuum right now, Neil. You can go back in time and you can talk to your young self, young Neil, before the band starts to get going. What advice do you give your old old self? Um, if I had to say, anything, I would tell myself that, uh, yeah, you can make a living doing this and make a life out of it. I think I spent a good too many damn years thinking that this was something I was going to do before I got the, what my father hounded into my head as a real job. Um, what that would have been, I don't know. But once I kind of realized that this is a life and there's nothing uh, illegitimate about that, it was very liberating. I just wish I had known that right out of the gates. How long before you really realized that the, that clutch was a viable thing for the rest of your life. Uh, when when did that come about? Um, probably about ten years ago. Really? Maybe we, when we had already been a band for ten years, and um, maybe even over. And you know, there was a lot of feats and famine. And when you get older, you start thinking about, wow, can I can I afford supporting a family doing this? Um, am I going to be living in a van when I'm sixty years old? What what's what does the future hold? Um, but as things played out, you know, the internet was actually a blessing for this band. It wasn't a curse. Because um, we were on labels for years and years, and nothing really happened for us. As soon as we started putting out our own records, on our own terms, that's when everything changed for Clutch. The rest is history. That's cool. I can't believe it took you that long. I mean, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah I'm, a, I'm a bit knuckleheaded. <laughs> well, I'm glad you came to terms before... So you still appreciate it. You know, a lot of people don't even do that until it's all said and done. And then you go, oh, wow. 
Yeah, that's one thing, you know, as I, as I said, the older I get, the more I appreciate it. And you know, I see uh, you know, people come and go, and some people have got the chance, and here I am with it, so I damn well better appreciate it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to see you guys here on the 3rd. Uh, much success on the uh, tour. And then new album, I know it's kind of vague, like September, give or take a month or two, something like that. End of the year, though, we'll have, have the new album, right? Yeah, the release, it's getting mixed right now, and um, we probably could put it out sooner, but it's really important that the album comes out when we're doing our own headlining U.S. tour, which will probably be the end of summer, early fall. All right. We'll start getting the stretches on, um, and get the voices, get the pipes warmed up, Neil. We're almost go time here. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> I need to do some laundry. <laughs> Some laundry, man. A real pleasure. Like I said, can't uh, can't stress how how important you guys are to me in my life and uh, my musical sense. And and I appreciate everything you guys have done. Keep up the good work and keep on not compromising, man. Love it. Cheers. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll see you on the third. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Neil. Man, it sucks. The audio started clipping there toward the end. I thought it was a really good conversation, right? It talks about how special Red Rocks is. I, I, we've heard that from others. Just uh, the spiritual nature of that venue and i did find uh neil going on stage with mastodon performing blood and thunder from that very show it's on youtube uh the link is in the episode description if you want to check that thing out uh dig into some of the deeper albums the early stuff uh transitional speedway league is the only one i didn't talk about the first one that came out in 1993 but the band has been together since 1991 it's basically the same four guys they've had some people you know in and out as additions, but no one has ever left the band. They're just truly a bunch of brothers. And can you believe the fact that I could have gone and partied with that guy, but I didn't believe the callers from Pueblo. We're hanging out with Neil. No, you're not liar. A regular in Pueblo. Maybe he and his uh, wife will move back to Colorado one day. We'll give him, we'll give, we'll give him a job. He can, uh, he can definitely work here at Kilo anytime. So uh, that's a wrap, man. Thanks to Neil. Thanks to you for jumping inside the Keto Vault. Uh, Give us a rating. Tell friends. Do all your, uh, what is it? All your podcast necessities to help us out. And thanks for being a part of Keto's Vault.